Ladies and gentlemen, your featured podcast of the evening. It is now time for United by Wrestling Podcast, baby. I'm your host, Destruction, with my co-host. The Shipesta, baby. And yowie wowie, what a new start to a new era. <laughs> wow. Okay, so we go from we go from Buffer to The Fiend or Bray Wyatt. Nice. <laughs> and this is our special 50th episode part two, part, I guess. Well, if you, well, take two. Let's do take, take two. Take two, whatever. You, you want to explain what happened, Shipesta, since you're the editor and you're the one that delayed all this? <laughs> Yeah, um what happened was we we have a new we have a new method that we are are going to be doing eventually once uh your boy can figure out all the bits and pieces and the puzzle and all that crap. Um so we tried this method with confidence that it was going to work and well when everything came out, I put it together and I thought it worked, and I uploaded it, and I texted Dustin. I said, hey, bro, Special 50th is up. And he's like, cool, send the links out. And then the very next day, he texts me, bro, you effed up that audio severely. And apparently, <laughs> somehow, some way, I don't even know, it's still like clueless mystery to me. Um, in one version of the show, I, I cut out like your audio, and then on the other episode, I cut out like bits and pieces. I don't even know how the crap I did that. So yeah, here we are. We're doing a retake, reshoot, reform, redesign, rebuild, reclaim, all that stuff. And YouTube, he just cut out everyone's audio. And YouTube, apparently, it was just one hour and eight minutes of silent looking <laughs> at our beautiful logo. After we tagged every, you know, big podcaster in there after for we, shout outs. I'll say after we, after we tagged everybody in a tweet that, uh, help, you know, that's been helping us through our journey and everything. <laughs> it's like, hey, guys, look at our 50th episode <laughs> that has nothing in it. Well, thank God I don't think I even listened to it. I was saying, hey. well, I mean, it had 10 views on YouTube. <laughs> well, I clicked on four times to see if it would play. Oh, and, well, my it gosh. I've been changed. I can't see if my things were there. But anyway, we're here for take two. So, so uh, hold on a second. I'm pulling up the questions because, as you guys know, I guess I'll say this to begin. We are a... Call it in the ring podcast, and if Damn you don't know right. what call, if you don't know what call in the ring means, it's a term that professional wrestlers use. That you know, when they set up the match, they're actually doing it in the ring. So if you get, for example, if you see a guy doing a headlock, they're talking a sequence of what they're going to do next. Right. You know, it's not scripted in the back like a lot of people think it is nowadays. Right. So that's what we do here too. We don't have any scripts. It's just pure our thoughts and what's on our mind. And that's kind of how we like to do it. So if you're a guest, just be prepared for that. <laughs> so, all right, we're going to do something new. As you can see, unfortunately we were hoping the cameras are going to be here, but they're not. We're still figuring out Adobe and a bear and all that. So those will come. Which if by not, the way, start... which by the way, um, if any, anybody listening has any tips, tricks, anything help with a drop a, drop a, a line to your boy at uh freak geek misfit on Twitter, or you can tweet the show's account. Help, help, help me out a little bit. I'm still learning the process too. 
Yeah, just a DM or a tweet to show account if you didn't understand it's personal. So, yeah, anything to help them learn Adobe or Avair or even Sutton. We, we, know the, we know it works. We just can't figure it out. So, we're going to do something new here for a bit. I'm going to start out with some shout-outs to a whole bunch of people that kind of helped us out on this journey to get the 50. Because it's crazy to think we're on 50 without even having a year's time put in. Like, how does that happen? Well, I think a lot <laughs> of it has to do with the stretch where we were doing, what was it, three, maybe four a week. Three shows at least. And then because we were doing previews, like the weekly recap, and then uh, the pay-per-view predictions, and then the show after the pay-per-view and all of that put together, we were we we were grinding pretty hard. Well, we always do, but like especially through that stretch, we were doing three, four a week. So about what eight, nine, ten a month. They got really bad because you know All Out and SummerSlam were the same week, so we did like five that week. Yeah, so like that, that especially that week, because we did review and previews for both shows so that was four for sure right because we did the we did the preview predictions we did the of our our usual react like post show right after the show and then it was like and then of course aew coming on has you know was a a big part of that as well oh and takeover it was five because takeover was i believe that same week oh yeah 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 takeover for summer right right so um, this is how the show is going to go down a little bit. You know, usually we'll just talk a wrestling subject and break it down how break we think. Down. Break it. Exactly. Pull the DX and then, you know, give it, but we're going to do something different today. We're actually going to interview each other, yeah. kind of, you know, you know, teach you guys. Well, not teach you. That sounds arrogant. <laughs> teach you. Yeah. Sit here, students. We're going to teach you about Dustin and the uh, Shipe stuff. <laughs> arrogant because <laughs> um, you want to know sorry i guess what i was meaning is we're gonna let you know more about us you know i put some things on twitter and well alan really doesn't do anything on twitter so ah! you know nothing about him i'll say I, I i'm like the i'm like the guy that i'm here i'm here every week but you really don't know that much about the shipster which i kind of like to keep it that way but i, I like to I, I like to also you know I've been opening up more lately, so let's Which do it. Is, so, all right, um, let's start off the shout-outs. And also, I know where the shouts are delayed, but I apologize if you're deaf. Your ears went deaf at the beginning. So, <laughs> usually we have a you know intro where we you know we do the Elias kind of thing where he says "Silence your cell phones" and all that. Well, this is a new, this is a special episode, so I figured why not have a new intro going forward. And so I decided using Bruce Buffer would be a good idea. And, well, if you know anything about MMA, that guy gets fired up. You know, he screams, it's time. And oh, yeah. Sings pretty much the fighters' names. That was inspired, like, literally last night because I was watching ESPN. They are promoting the fights this weekend. Is that but before, this is a is wrestling. That, is that before or after you watch the Hallmark movie? <laughs> Afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I'm Dustin. I'm a Hallmark addict. I'm a hopeless romantic. Well, so, so am I. I watch the I watch the shits too sometimes. So no I one can't. cares about this. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna do some shout outs, and then we're gonna transition into our first ever Q and A. So, 
if you don't get shout out and you know if you even listen to us um it's nothing personal just a lot of these people on the list they helped us out with advice or retweets or you know mostly advice and question answering because especially some of these guys there was a time where we couldn't figure out anchor to save our life yeah just to know that it was my outdated iphone that wasn't working so i was (laughs) Well, actually, no, it was your outdated uh, Samsung Galaxy. Well, it didn't work on the iPhone 8, bro. You, you oh, yeah, miss. oh, yeah, I forgot you I forgot you had that thing. Anchor don't support that anymore. We don't use Anchor anymore, but, you know, I bothered some people for about a couple weeks well, trying to we'll figure be, it out. we'll be using it at WrestleMania. Yeah. So, I just want to give Smart to Death the first, you know, shout. This dude, I, you guys probably know him. I probably don't need to tell him, you know, He's, you know, gave us, you know, the reason we're at 50 subscribers, I think, is because of him. Yeah. He retweeted our, you know, things a couple of times. You know, he's helped me learn how to market. So if you're seeing more, like, tweets on my part, you know, I was having a creative spell for a while because I'm the only one that does anything. You guys have fallen in love with me, if anything. <laughs> but um, he's, you know, giving me a lot of tips and advice. Uh, Turnbuckle Topics, too has been really good. You know, they're the ones that was helping me for that whole anchor thing. And once again, more advice and stuff. So the whole team of Turnbuckle Topics, uh, Beard, Champions Advantage podcast, Kuda, who will be a guest, by the way, on our podcast coming up. Yeah, buddy. And uh, I don't know if, I'm sure you guys all know these guys by now, but the former Brain Buster team was very helpful. Yeah. Very cool. You know, Headlock Talk, you know, before he even joined Brain Buster, you know, we kind of got in around the same time, and he's doing great. He's all He's been supportive and cool guy to talk to. Queen, Queen's Court, if you know who that is, she's been very helpful and not afraid to, you know, answer questions. And uh, Wrestling Reverb, we had Kevin as our guest once. Cool yeah, guy. buddy. Josh, the Australian, pretty cool guy. You know, they have great content. Once again, you know, they, they were – more than willing, you know, when I used to put tweets out when not many people answered <laughs> who wants to collab, those guys are commenting on every single one. They want to help people. They're cool guys. Yeah. Hopefully we can both hopefully we can get both of them on a show. I'll say that point. would be that would that would be sweet to do a like a like a four a four person with with them. That would be awesome. And then yeah, I'll say a little tag team match in a podcast. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And Badlands podcast is another great one that's helped us from the brain, old Brain Buster team. And then I said Beard from Turnbuckle, right? Yep. Chris Beard, he's been very good with, once again, another guy like RJ, who I'll bring up in a minute, and Wrestling Reaver, but another guy that's, you know, always answered about doing collabs. i got to get him on still. Yeah. You know, we're actually starting to rack it up. So, once again, another guy from Turnbuckle that's been absolutely helpful. And then... D-Y-W-T-S-B, I, I'm going to leave it at that because I, <laughs> I don't want to try to say that fast because I always mess it up. That podcast has been really good. You know, Mort, their editors, gave it a lot of advice and helped us with a couple people we blocked for the first time. We've only blocked two people, and <laughs> he was kind of the one helping me go through advice because that was really awful. So then I just went ahead and did it. It's, and that wasn't a block because you know we didn't respect their opinions. It was more because yeah, you know, I don't. We don't need to go into that. But <laughs> <laughs> I was say if you want to know anything about that story, just tweet us. We'll tell you, or uh, DM us. I would say that two. that too. E- either one, however works. And then the last two, I'm Megan, 
she's a fan. You know, she doesn't have a podcast or anything, but she's been really like really supportive. Commenting oh, yeah. on tweets, you know. You know, shout outs, you know, anything, you know, Megan Dark Shout, I believe, is her Twitter, so go give her a follow. And then, last but not least, the infamous RJ, Ringside Rant. Who this also, guy. Who also really hates Goldberg. Really hates Goldberg. And so he's been a guest, very supportive, you know. All right. So here's the thing. About a couple weeks ago, I hit kind of rock bottom. And I wanted to quit this show. You yeah. know, we weren't going to make it to 50. Right. Because we were struggling. We're, you know, we're still struggling a tad bit, you know, view-wise. But the support and the subscribers and stuff have gone up a lot. Yeah. You know, people have been really helping us out. But there was a time where nobody was helping us. No one was giving us any shout-out or advice or anything. And so it just kind of felt lost. You know, and, you know, RJ from Ringside again, you know, was just walking us through that and he felt it. But, you know, he, you got to keep pushing. Because at the end of the day, you know, content creators, you know, not many of them make money. Yeah. It's about, you know, the passion for professional wrestling. Right. And we'll get into why we do this here. So I'm just wanting to give those guys shout-outs. And then Close Fist, you know. So, and it, you guys aren't going to believe me, but a couple of months ago, literally, I want to say right before Extreme Rules, in fact, we were at 25 followers. Yeah. And now we're at 1.3K. I mean, that's no that's that's no BS. We were actually, we were actually like, rough around 50. You know, I lost my, you know, creativity. No one was doing anything for our tweets, anything. And then Close Fist came in randomly because I think I saw, you know, a follow train of his or something. Yeah. And he added us into this group that is a podcast retweet group. You know, that's other content creators that are helping each other out. And, you know, they started put, you know, people in there started putting follow trains in there. And magically we started doing that where we blew up. You know, now we're at 1.3K. People have been really supportive. And so I have to help him, you know, thank him for that. And, all right. I feel like there's someone I'm missing. Um, I, I can't. I, I don't. Actually, I don't think. I mean, as far as I as far as far I can tell, I don't think you're missing Oh, your anything. mom. Well, yeah. Uh, his <laughs> mom is literally commented. If there's a... You know, a show that, you know, a tweet that says something about, like, what's your favorite podcast or whatever. She puts us in there. Totally biased, I'm sure, but she puts <laughs> us in there. So Linda's been very uh, helpful. Yep. So let's talk uh, fan mail. This is the first. Oh, that this is the last person I forgot, by the way. He asked us a lot of questions. So uh, let's get to him. So here we go. Illustrious Matt, Matt G, Illustrious 640, who I believe, part, actually he's part of DYWSTB, I actually did not know that until I just looked at his name. <laughs> so, he asked us some questions, this is our first, you know, this is our first Q&A, so he hit us up some questions, so I guess let's get started. Let's do it! Alright, so favorite all-time match, so you go first. My favorite all-time match is definitely The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin from WrestleMania 19. And why is that? Well, the match had... It's one of those matches where it's the only match to be able to to main event or headline, not necessarily main event, but headline 
WrestleMania three different times, and it was the culmination of easily probably the best feud in, uh, at least arguably the best feud in WWE history, and it had that feel to it, like you knew that it was... It was different from the previous ones. You didn't know why until, of course, afterwards. But it was the perfect ending for the greatest feud of two of the greatest WWE superstars of all time. And the storytelling there throughout the match, it had such a great stage element from beginning, middle, and then, of course, the end when it was all said and done. I thought it just encapsulated what you know a match not only a match at wrestlemania but a storytelling driven st- storytelling driven match should be all right so my favorite match of all time is uh <laughs> thou shall not be named it's gonna be in it oh lord Kurt angle versus chris benoit uh-oh broke the fourth wall oh no you <laughs> said his name from royal rumble 2003 so you know like Shipes just mentioned, it was a culminative of a storyline for his match. You know, storytelling. Well, Angle versus Benoit, for me, was a pure rest. Right. So, like the technician, you know, catch wrestling is my favorite style. And those dudes, you know, were doing that all. The storytelling wrestling-wise in that match was great. Oh, yeah. Like, how do you put them down? You know, wanting up each other with the Germans. Because as you know, those two guys are famous for a German. It's not some douchebag that decided to do a whole bunch of German suplexes and call that Suplex City. <laughs> <laughs> Suplex City, bitch! I guess technically if you think about Taz probably started it first. Yeah, the human suplex machine. Then followed up by Angle and Benoit. Right. WWE-wise. So, well, Taz was ECW, but I mean, maybe there's guys on the indies doing it more, but indies weren't as known back then. Yeah. So, that's my favorite match. Alright, so what's your favorite... He also asked, and I know, um, I believe Anthony Anthony Talks Wrestling Podcast asked the same question. Who's your favorite uh, male wrestler of all time? My favorite male wrestler of all time. My favorite male wrestler of all time is definitely Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And for me, it was when I when I first got into professional wrestling at the ripe young age of I, I believe I was five years old at the time. I watched his debut and I watched his ascension from Rocky Maivia. Good God! <laughs> <laughs> Thank God he ditched that. The haircut all, alone was atrocious. I'll say the haircut alone, then the gear was just not not much better. And then the and, whole fanny pack thing. And it, it's weird. It's weird to think of The Rock not having good promos, but his Rocky Maivia promos were really not good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Vince was scripting it out at that point. Well, I mean, they were the they were the stereotypical 1980s. I'm happy to be here. I love you all. Type bullcrap babyface stuff. But you know, watching his watching his ascension from that all the way to The Rock. And, you know, it was this guy who came in from the University of Miami. He learned, he comes from this wrestling family. He encapsulated what being a superstar is. He he had, he achieved that larger-than-life persona. He was that guy that you wanted to be. I still do. I still want to be like that. You know, that guy that's does what whatever he does in life whether it's wrestling or movies or whatever he takes it he grabs it he wants to be the best at it and that's what i love about him no matter what he's doing it could be i mean hell he even tried to do that damn tooth fairy movie that crap 
I mean, that was the worst, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But if you ask him, it's Doom. Well, I mean, I, I love Doom. I, I'm not gonna hate on Doom. I love Doom. And, no, I'm just saying, Dwayne himself thinks Doom's the worst. I mean, but uh, it's like you know, <laughs> it, it's that it's that persona of grabbing something, no matter what you're doing, whatever it is, and just tackling it with the I want to be the best at this. All right. So, uh, f- favorite female wrestler. My favorite female wrestler will forever and always be AJ Lee. No question, hands down. Because she is that she is that girl that, you know, she grew up wanting to do wanting to do that be a professional wrestler and, you know, she made the sacrifices to get there and she has a lot of the same things that I struggle with mentally. And she was so relatable. She's just that girl from from Jersey that wanted that grew up wanting to do this and did whatever she had to do to get there. And she got there. And in a time where, you know, she came in in a time where the divas match, well, the divas matches were obviously easily the piss break matches. And she took the time frame that she was in and she made the most of it. She turned it on its head and got people interested in the divas matches so to speak well the women's matches yeah she bought some of the legitimate you know actual wrestler side when she was there out of it right because she wanted you know she wanted to bring she wanted to be the blend of not only entertainment with her character but with the legitimate okay i love wrestling so i'm going to show that we can wrestle we're not just we're not just models and eye candy we can actually wrestle yeah, so my favorite wrestler of all time is Kurt Angle. <laughs> I know I just mentioned him as my friend, but um, I just, you know, I knew him. You know, I was only three years old, but my dad's a massive sports fan, you know, and all that. He followed the Olympics and stuff. So I knew Kurt going in kind of, you know, the 1996 Olympic gold medal. You know, as an American winning that, it was a big deal. Yeah. You know, I mean, we were too young to remember that, but, you know, American being a Russian for by the for the Olympic gold medal too is uh massive. So I knew that, you know, from the sports side going in, but you know, I just, there was a certain intensity, intelligence, integrity <laughs> the for you guys about him. That just made me like, I love this ring work, but the guy's also, I think he's underratedly funny as hell. Entertaining yeah, as hell. I think I've often, I've often sat back and thought like whether I've, I was watching, you know, his, his old work or, you know, you hear it talked about. He was so severely underrated in his entertainment value, not just how good he was in the ring, but his inter- his stuff with Eddie, his stuff with, uh, as much as it pains me to say, Brock Lesnar. I mean, that that stuff was great. He was hilarious. And then he had some good stuff of Austin. I mean, the milk bath. Yeah, the milk bath, and then the stuff that he did with Triple H when he was, you know, quote unquote, trying to steal Stephanie. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, the things, some of the things that he was doing during that was was just his hilarious. Work with John was pretty good too. And then, yeah, his work with John, and you know, I mean, how 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 entertaining can you be wrestling a guy that just crapped himself? But you know, <laughs> sorry, John, love you. But oh, his fear of Mike was too. Yeah, I mean, his sexy his, Kurt for yeah, out loud. The honestly, in like my top five angle moments, the. I'm a sexy Kurt song will forever be one of the best Kurt Angle moments ever because it was so, it was so bad 
that it was highly it, it, you, you couldn't stop laughing because so he could sit there and not laugh no that i mean you, you couldn't laugh you could not you could not laugh you could not be entertained because it was so he, he just you could tell that he was his goal was just to be like you know i'm going to sing this so bad that it's going to be funny as hell yeah I think the problem with him is he broke in, obviously, by you know at the start of the Attitude Era and, and kind of thing, and you know The Rock was there, Austin was there, and those were the guys, you know Hunter, all established guys that were super entertaining. So I think he somewhat got lost in the shelf because of that. When well, the Ruthless Aggressions era started, that's when Kurt really started breaking out, where people noticed him. I would believe. I, I mean, I, I you also have to give it to you have to give it to Kurt though. On you know he came in at a time with you know obviously the Attitude Era where it wasn't so much as so focused on what you were doing in the ring. It was what you were doing character wise. It was your entertainment value, but he, but he rose, he rose up the ranks just because of not only how good he was, but from what he did show during that time, you couldn't help, but not, you, you, you couldn't deny that he was there. He wasn't fully established as one of the guys yet, but you couldn't deny that, hey, you know, you talk about Triple H, The Rock, Austin, Jericho, Taker, whatever. You know, you can't, you couldn't not say Kurt Angle's name in that, too. Well, Hunter did say that Kurt Angle is the fastest learner he's ever seen in the wrestling business, if that says something. Oh, I mean, and, and Triple H is arguably probably, if not the best mind and passion in the business nowadays, or, well, you know, in nowadays anyway. Yeah. So my favorite women's wrestler is kind of yours, AJ. You know, so if you think about it, and this is why I like AJ, is once again, you mentioned the Divas era. And, I, you know, I hate to say this, I was one of those guys that did take a piss break during every women's match. I know that's going to sound awful. I don't do that anymore. It's come a long way now. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I mean, I, I, think, I think most people were, I mean, whether you, you know, whether you looked at it like that or not, it was that that was the because the matches were literally less than three, four, five minutes, and they were bad. And they were bad. I mean, it was it, it, the it build ups, the storylines, all of them were all, bad. The, the build ups, the storylines, the matches, the the I guess you could say the gimmicks. The whole thing was just atrocious. But AJ, you know, she brought that like you know, the one of the defining moments with her. Was that a uh, pipe bomb, I guess, if you want to say, of hers on the Total Divas cast? Yeah, her her version of her soon-to-be husband's, at the time, her boyfriend's pod, or pipe bomb, but she did it on the Total Divas cast, which is still one of the greatest moments ever. Yeah, you know, she did that. You know, her ring work was good, especially, once again, for the time she was in. And, you know... Overcoming, you know, her bipolar disorder, and you know, her, women her size weren't really set up to be good in the wrestling business all that oh, much. Oh no, so, no. She, you know, she, you know, she, and she it was a hundred percent, you know, real too. You know, there wasn't, you know, she didn't conform to plastic or any that other stuff. So no, she's she a good role model. She didn't, she didn't go out dye her hair blonde and get uh, and get uh, how can I word this professional extensions, uh, yeah. and you know, and when you have a guy. When you have a guy like Jay Lethal, who was one of the best wrestlers in the world, still is, and still is to this day, say that you know, okay, this this girl is who trained helped train her, by the way, um, you know, to say that she is the real deal, coming from somebody like that, 
is just a, I guess, a grace that you, you mean, you know, a blessing that you can't, you can't put into words because it's like that guy still is to this day one of the best in the world. And when he says that you, despite your size, you're you're gonna be one of the best female wrestlers for your for your time. It's just you know you can't you can't put that into words. Who are your top five favorite male wrestlers? You already out answered obviously The Rock, but. My top five favorite male wrestlers would be The Rock, Kenny Omega, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, and John Cena. I know John Cena. I'm 28 years old and I'm a John Cena fan. Bite me. Yeah, mine would be Kurt, Austin, The Rock, John Cena, and Daniel Bryan. Punk and Triple H very shortly behind him. And see, it's 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 hard because you know I would definitely put Punk as an honorable mention in any one of those positions. Yeah. So, all right. Next question, since we took a law on that one, sorry, is gonna be. Oh my God! I actually just canceled out. See, this is uh, damn it, boy. Part of the call in the ring. So, what do? You, what's your favorite meal? <laughs> favorite meal yeah um well okay so (laughs) since that's a broad question i'm gonna do i'm gonna take a minute i'm gonna do all three breakfast lunch and dinner if that's if that's i mean hell that's a broad question so for breakfast my favorite meal is a nice uh nice piping hot cup of coffee black jet black uh Probably about three egg whites and some multi-grain toast. Is for... this your favorite meal or your daily favorite? Well, for favorite meal, shit, that's a that's a broad... I mean, thank you to uh, the sender of the question. Um, just How about I just do your favorite food of all time? My favorite, just do it that. My favorite food of all time? Okay, we'll do favorite food. My favorite meal, food, what, pizza, easily, hands down, my favorite food of all time. Yeah, mine too. Mine's mine's pizza too, and especially think, after trying that New York pizza. Oh yeah, New York pizza. Until until United by Wrestling, someday we will. You know, you can quote us on that. We will get to Chicago one day. Um, until we get to Chicago, New York pizza, hands down, is the best pizza in the world. So, at, at least to my in my opinion. So, mine's kind of a weird thing. I like I said, I said pizza. My favorite styles of food, I would say, is Italian food, followed my, by Mexican food. My favorite is my or favorite Asian food. I love me a good stir fry, actually. My favorite, my favorite, like I guess if you want to national nationality food, I guess you want to call it is Italian because I think uh, I pick Italian because I know how to cook more. I actually know how to cook a lot of Italian things. Um, followed by Mexican because that food is just so incredibly good. <laughs> and then the honorable mention is just Southern food in general. Boy, if you oh, go to New Orleans, yeah. eat a gumbo, gumbo jambalaya. The only thing that I'm, the only thing that I wish we had tried. Vince, you need to go back to New Orleans for WrestleMania. By the way, um, yes. the only thing that I wish we had tried in New Orleans was we didn't find any place that had crawfish pie. I keep hearing. Oh, the crawfish alone was really good too. I forgot about that. Oh, I mean the crawfish was good, but I I keep hearing, I keep hearing about crawfish pie. 
And yeah, my burn law was saying we should have tried that too. That was the other and, thing. And, you know, I've heard it in I've heard it in songs. I've heard it from people that have been you know like us have been in New Orleans and you know I, I was like, damn, we really should have tried some crawfish pie. Yeah, I can't imagine like what crawfish pie consists of because crawfish is not something that you think of putting in a pie. But hey, they know how to cook food, so I'll take it. I'm sure a lot of you have been to New Orleans, but if not, just know a toilet should be nearby close after eating their food. <laughs> That's a little disclaimer. Uh, and if you're st- if you're coming into town, you don't live there. Make sure you book a hotel room that's got more than one bathroom. That's just from experience. Yeah, that's just from that's just from literally us pushing and shoving each other because there was only one bathroom in the hotel room. And then last question is from Get Chip Wrestling Podcast. He wants to know what is your favorite weapon used in a match? Oh god. So a chair, table, boom rat boom um, wrapped in barbed wire. <laughs> well, Kenny Omega right there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. My my favorite weapon, you know, that's I have to give it to that to to that question because that's a question that really makes you think because you don't actually think about, you know, your favorite weapons and things. I mean, I'm sure I mean, I'm not going to quote everybody. I'm sure some people do, but you know, my favorite weapon would definitely if I had to pick one would definitely be the sledgehammer because it became such an iconic staple from obviously Triple H, and then um, the thumbtacks would be an honorable mention because I can't imagine what that feels like. Multi- I mean, I've stepped on thumbtacks before, but I can't imagine what like multiple ones of them going in your feet or back feels like. Yeah, mine would be a sledgehammer for like you said, the iconicness, followed by probably um, light tubes. And oh god, uh, I would and definitely wired baseball bats because those are also very iconic. I would definitely throw in the uh, as an honorable mention in my you know in mine as well the light tubes because if you uh, are willing to take a light tube spot, you are like just god. Yeah, Janelle and Moxley are badasses. I mean, I mean, hell, we were talking. We were actually talking with Dean. Well. Now, John Moxley at the time, Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns about light tubes at WrestleMania 30's access, by the way. Yeah, we've gone to free WrestleManias. That's why I keep bringing that up. Yeah, we were actually we were we actually mentioned to him how cool it would be to uh to get those. And Roman actually was the one that was surprising was Yeah, Dean was hungover. I was like Dean was definitely he he had definitely indulged in Bourbon Street a little bit. But Roman, surprisingly, was actually the one that was joking. He was like, yeah, I've been trying to push for those, man. I've been trying. I asked Vince if we could try those. And he said, no, but I'm trying. I'm pushing for them. So, all right. That wraps up the Q&A section of the show. Um, This is new. You know, we'd like to do another one. So, if you'd like to see another Q&A so we can get you guys more involved in the show, just drop some questions or just some yeses or nos in the comments. And by the way... And by the way, thank you to everybody that sent in questions. We truly appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Thanks for covering that. I almost forgot. So, <laughs> all right. So, now we're done with the Q&A and shout-outs. Let's get into us a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. So, what's next for United by Wrestling? You want to give kind of some things on what we might be doing and, you know, what's coming up show-wise? Well, 
as as we go as we go forward on this uniting journey, as I graciously put in every description of a new episode, you know, we want to continue uniting the the world of wrestling fans, uh, everybody, in under our banner of. You know, this is what we love. This is what we what we're about. We want to unite everybody, whether we share the same opinions or not. We still, at the end of the day, love wrestling, and we want to continue to. You know, we want to collab more. We want to have um, lots of lots of different people from various places and times and things on the show, and also ultimately. Very soon, hopefully, very soon. Knock on wood, we can get some wrestlers on the show for you all to enjoy. Yeah, so we have a couple, you know, we've had three guests, but those have been very spread apart because, you know, we were, uh, I don't know, me as the main host, because this was my idea, my concept. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say doubted. Well, I already brought RJ. I, I didn't know if we were ready or not, so I haven't been doing too many calls. I think we're finally at its peak after the RJ, Kevin feedback. Right. So we're going to be having... Two collabs in two weeks, actually. So uh, this Saturday, Foul Original from the UK will be joining us. And we'll be discussing a new series that I'm going to bring up right after this, actually. And then the week next Friday, not this Friday, but the next Friday, Kuda Jr. from that Turnbuckle Topics uh, brand I was telling you about is going to be joining us to discuss you know, storylines and, you know, star power of what, you know, certain wrestlers have done a lot, what certain storylines have done a lot to change or help the business. So both of those are going to be fun shows. So we look forward to that. So the thing, United by Wrestling, our goal here, you know, and like I said, we haven't had many guests and stuff because we've been trying to find a niche, but the goal here is to unite the wrestling Twitter, unit wrestling community by the one thing we love. That's professional wrestling, you know. That's right. what we tweet about. That's why we talk about it, you know. So, you know, whether it's we agree with the opinions or disagree, you know, we want to talk about it because at the end of the day, we're all passionate about it, whether we agree or disagree. Right. So that's what this podcast is about. And uh, now I would like to talk about the two series. Um, hoping this is okay with you guys. I haven't really brought up on Twitter, but I did discuss it with Shipe. Um, so we've been covering Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT, but I, I, just everyone else seems to be doing that. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to find a niche. So uh, Shipster actually came up with a cool concept. We're going to be doing a foul for the first time to test it out. And that's, uh, I don't think this is a war. We're not comparing it to, we're not saying they should buy it. But taking one company, another company, and taking wrestlers from each promotion and start making dream matches. I guess fancy booking dream matches against each other. Right. You know, for example, you know, everyone Rollins and Omega are the news. On that show, we'd be taking Kenny Omega and Rollins and making a dream match like that. Yeah. Like, or the Young Bucks versus the Revival. Things right. like that. And then, and then it's like taking, taking that scenario and, you know, talking about the dream match itself. How would they... How would they build that up? What would they, you know, where would the match take place? All those kinds of things. It's going to be a like like Dustin said, a dream scenario of more so what if than obviously not going to happen. But you know, what if this was to happen? What if, and we're not going to do it with just AEW and WWE. We can do it with you know New Japan Impact. 
ROH, Impact, you know, various... Anybody on the indie scene, you know. You know, we can do it with indie superstars, various promotions and things. So, you know, we, we definitely look forward to to doing to doing all of those. And then the other series I was thinking about was... Because we love to fancy book what on our free time. Yeah. You know, talk about, you know, what we want to see, you know, what we set up a card. So, oh, we spent, we were, oh, we've spent... Hell, we've spent many hours literally hours and that's not even an exaggeration in our in our free time when we're not recording and we're just you know sitting there on skype chatting with each other we've spent many hours fantasy booking things of how we would do this or that or various scenarios so i was taking i was thinking of taking a concept you know if you guys ever played smackdown vs raw 07 there's a gmo where you build your own card yeah you know so me and him were thinking about doing that. We were going to set up a pay-per-view together that we would find interesting, you know, put a whole bunch of matches on there that we think would be good right? and discuss why. Or we're going to take a certain wrestler and book his journey to a big pay-per-view. So let's say... Um, well, I mean, who, we could use somebody who's like... A, who's a good mid-carder, like Ricochet. Or like Ricochet or Ali are two prime examples. So hey, we'd fantasy book their way to like a main event at WrestleMania. What storylines we think would be cool and stuff. Yeah, so those are they, two series. Who would they? Who would they beat? Would they win the Rumble? How would they get? You know, all yeah. of those kinds of things. And I think we'd think those are two fun series, and we don't we don't watch too many. Like we we support people we look, but if for some reason this is a concept that is already you know been done, you know, at their thing in our comments or. Send us on Twitter and we'll give them a shout out. Right. Because I I don't know. This is just something I came up with. I hadn't got the idea. I just figured it'd be fun. Yeah. So, so we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and say here we'll we'll tag it in the in the post as well. You know, if credit, there's someone already doing credit it. to you know credit to the people that have that have done these ideas. This is our take on it. And then we're um also so we have a Twitch. We made that, and I'm thinking about. Because obviously we want to, you know, stay up with the wrestling thing, especially with the road to WrestleMania. Because in two weeks we're gonna be having ticket sales for WrestleMania. Thank you, WWE, for finally announcing that. And your boy, your boy Shepster right here will be purchasing them on that day. So we're gonna be doing that. So obviously we're gonna be heavily invested. You know, obviously people want to see the main roster, AEW, all that stuff. Right. So I'm thinking about we're gonna do those two scenarios we talked about as our weekly podcast. We'll we'll alternate every week those two scenarios. Right. But you know, maybe live stream some reactions of Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, NXT, so we can you know kind of use that too. And of course we and I'll give video too until we can figure out how to. And also we will also be knowing I guess. Not like, I guess it's a series, or we can call it mini series. We will be doing watch alongs, and yeah. especially amongst the road to WrestleMania, because I know Dustin, uh, in fact, has never watched one of the, any of the three manias that we've been to together back since we obviously, and, and you know, of course, you know, watching it back after being there is completely different. Yeah, but we uh, we're gonna. Especially once the road to WrestleMania really kicks, we're gonna we're gonna take thirty, thirty four, and thirty five all the all three that we have been to together, 
and you know do watch alongs with those we might do also some of our other wrestle favorite wrestlemanias or maybe not so favorite wrestlemanias and we can talk about things about how we would have what we would have done differently in this match or that match or and those will be on twitch and those will be all on twitch which you can follow at twitch.tv slash united by wrestling and after we have our first stream we'll put that on link tree we don't want to put it in there. We never use yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, but we're planning on using it. Don't want to put it on there. Don't want to put it on there until we officially get things set up and rolling. So uh, that you know, collabs, new series. You know, there's a lot of new things coming to United by Wrestling. But now we're gonna kind of take here and you know reflect. So we're this will be our first episode fifty. So as of right now, we have forty nine episodes recorded. Yep. What is your favorite and least favorite episodes we've done so far? Well, the least favorite one is definitely the one <laughs> that is actually in the United by Wrestling vault and will never be. Oh, we have two now. Well, we have two now, but <laughs> this one, this one is different because the one that is now in the the second one that's in the vault was just a simple. Well, not simple, but like. Uh, a technology problem. Yes, it wasn't performance based. Wasn't a performance based of at the time our our third host at the time, Dave. Uh, shout out! To, we thank Dave for all of his contributions and things while he was here. Um, that one that y'all will never hear. That one's definitely up there with the uh, least favorite ones. Um, but my favorite, but my favorite ones, I mean, the ones with Kevin and RJ were amazing shows. Those are, those are two great guys. And the AE, the first AEW, I think it was the first or second AEW preview the show. Preview we, to double or nothing. Yeah. The preview to that one was, and then there was one in there that we mentioned on the first take that I can't remember. Uh, it was one of the WWE pay-per-views that was, we had a really, really good prediction show for, it was stomping grounds. Stomping grounds. Yes, thank you. That one that, that we one, went, but we both went nine of ten on our predictions for that show. By the way, so. yeah, and I mean, and, but that that prediction show that one that one we both felt we did insanely well in that show. So those are definitely up there with the favorites. And all right, so my favorites, I echo same sentiment. You know, guest wise, you know, obviously those are always going to be the most fun. So RJ and Kevin, but personal, just me and Shipeser. Our best viewed one, so I guess it would be our best one, is the Double or Nothing preview show. Yeah. So I'm assuming since that was the most viewed, that probably is the best one we've done. Yeah. Cause and like, for some, like, because when we uploaded that, when I uploaded that, that thing just took off. Yeah. We didn't even have to promote it. It had a lot of views. Yeah. That was one of our least promoted ones because of that. But, um,. Also, the Stomping Grounds one, we did really well on. I know that pay-per-view wasn't all that good, but we did well on it. And you know, it wasn't high. It wasn't highly viewed or anything. I just think that was the one where it kind of clicked. Yeah. We found our mojo a little bit, you know. And right, our... that, was, that was still relatively early on in our United by Wrestling run. Oh, yeah, because we started two weeks before the Royal Rumble, and that was the pay-per-view, I believe, after. No, second pay-per-view after WrestleMania. Yeah, it's like we had, we had really... That was like the... The I guess the making moment, as you can say, when you know it's like okay, there's the click, there's you know too sweet, um, there's the click and things of all right, this is where we're at, we we've got it, we're down kind of thing. And all right, so I have three worst. 
the Dave one, you know, he fell asleep on a podcast. Yeah, so, who does that? Who does that? So that one without mentioning. But I have two that are really underwhelming to me, and I wish we could have back. Was for some reason, and this was trying something new. We 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 did attempt cameras one time. Yeah, and it was uploaded, but the software Alan Shipster wanted to use was god awful. Right, right. In fact, that's the only dislike we've ever had on a video. Was that? Yeah, I honestly like when I when I was mentioning when I was mentioning the least favorite ones. I cannot believe I forgot that one because that one was. Looking back at that one, I really wish we hadn't done that one in the way that we did it. Yeah, it was awful. And then I would say it, the most underwhelming one was our WrestleMania 35 live show yeah. post review trip show. Yeah. A lot of things went into that. We had some drama going on, so it's hard to record. You know, we promised you guys we we're gonna have interviews and do it live from everything. You know, splice it up from everything we went to. We didn't. We uh, didn't fulfill our promise, and we just rushed one together when we got back. And right. so, I'm not proud of that because you know I think we could have done a lot more. Right. All right. So. I want to, you know, because I'm, you know, Shipster came along the journey, but I'm the guy that formed this yeah. kind of thing. So I just want to kind of talk about what started United by Wrestling. Yep. So I, I'm not sure how to word this, really. I, uh, me and Shipster both want to be wrestlers. Yep. And, you know, we've, I'm, I know I've shared that on Twitter several times. How many people actually paid attention? I don't know. But, uh, we both lost it in ways, let's just say ways that we didn't want to lose it. Yeah. I'm epileptic. I lost it because of seizures, and Shipster lost it because of concussions. And so when a doctor obviously naturally tells you you can't do something, it devastates you. Yeah, that you that you had in your mind that's like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do. And then it's like, no, this piece of, you know, this person and this piece of paper says, no, you're not. Yeah, I literally had the rug pulled underneath me. I mean, I got in the ring. I had a training session. You know, I felt what the ropes felt like. Right. Bumps. You know, shout to Jesse Hernandez School of Hard Knocks. And three days later, literally, three days later, I got told no. I had a, I had a seizure and I dislocated my kneecap. Yeah. But, and that was not anything on him, by the way. That's just my clumsy ass. That caused the concussion and seizure thing. I didn't tuck my chin. Always tuck your chin if you're taking a bump. Oh, yeah. Always. <laughs> yeah, definitely always. And so that happened. It devastated me. That happened around, and I know it's kind of weird. It happened around the time Punk left and Brian left. And I didn't watch. I'll admit this. I've been a fan my whole life, but I didn't watch anything for three years. Yeah. Up until we decided to go to 34, actually. Right. Because I got excited. I'm like, I'm tired of this. I want to get. I want to re get back because I love wrestling. I just don't know how to get really back involved. So I'm like, let's just start a podcast and shoot the breeze. Yeah. You know? Let's you know talk about other wrestling fans. You know, we may not be able to do it the way we want to do it, but you know, this is a good way to still talk and I guess not be in the business on a wrestler aspect, but right. be involved in the business. Yeah, it's like it, it's the best way that we that we have to be able to connect with the community and the business that we, you know, still love and grew up loving. So I asked Shapester and well, 
he accepted. So 49, now 50 episodes later, here we are. And so now we're going to talk about wrestling as a surface. What is like? What got you into wrestling, Shapesy? For me, it was when I was about four or five years old. My dad had was my dad was a big wrestling fan, and he was he was sitting up one night. He was watching what I later found out was Survivor Series 1996. And for those of you who don't know, that was the debut of Rocky Maivia, by the way. And I remember sitting there. I was I was young. I remember sitting there. I was like, "Can I can I stay up and watch this? Can I can I please please? I know it's a or you know I I know it's late and all that, but can I can I stay up and watch?" And it was like, "Fine, fine, you know." And I sat up and I watched the whole show from start to finish. And from then on, it was it it was it was an instantaneous love for it. And every week, you know, I ask a million questions after the show went off. When does it come on again? When is it monthly? Is it weekly? Is it daily? What is it? And ever since then, it was that, you know, I've watched weekly ever since. And I watched WWE, WCW. Of course, at those times, in those days, you didn't have, we didn't have the access to independent wrestling like we have now. But it just grew and grew as, you know, as I got older and, you know, I, I watched more, uh, I've, I discovered and had the platform to discover more companies and promotions and things. And it's just, it just grew from there, from that one night of just, you know, can I stay up and watch this show, please? Yeah. So mine's a little more unorthodox, I guess. My dad was a wrestling fan, but right when I got old enough to start kind of, you know, figure out what it was and join it, he stopped. So I kind of... So I, my childhood was in Bend, Oregon, you know, six, seven, eight years, whatever. I moved where I'm at now, and I met a guy that was big into wrestling, and he ne- – I never advise this. Don't do this. Backyard wrestling's not good. Yeah, trust but trust me. Don't do it. Part of the reason I can't wrestle for real is because of that. But uh, – well, Shipes are sorry. I keep calling – I call him my first name, Alan. But um, he – had his own little backyard fed and he was looking for some people. So he, he went up to me and he's like, Hey, you want a backyard wrestle? It's like WWE and all that stuff. You know, it's cool. It'd be fun. Cool. And I'm like, well, I don't really watch. I don't know what it is. You know, I don't know what I'd be doing. So he told me, he's like, watch it on this channel and just learn, see what they're doing. Kind of just do it. And that's how I got into it. <laughs> One of the more weird ways is, I started watching. I fell in love with it. Yep. I, I wanted to watch every single episode, and you know, wrestling helped me for some very hard times. So I am grateful in that part. Dave was also part of that former host, so that's how me and him actually became friends too for 15 years now. So um, now here's a good question: Do you remember your backyard wrestling name? Yeah, Dusty Wolf, who was a Hulk Hogan, Kurt Angle ripoff, and Doctor Love. A foul Venus ripoff. <laughs> I think I still have the picture of me when I was Dr. Love with the whole oh God. awful. Yeah, don't ever share that. I've seen that. Don't ever share that with anybody. The whole, I used to wear a towel over my shorts being a Val Venus ripoff and <laughs> having this disgusting gold Sharpie written across my chest with my shirt off saying Dr. Love on it. Yeah, I've seen that. Pic. Don't ever share that ever. Well, and then Dave, who once again is on here, he was MC Manny. So that's how we from, got into from, that. From we need to we need to elaborate. He was from he was a a, 
a French wannabe rapper from the ghetto of France. With uh, aluminum foil grills. Yep. <laughs> and a do-rag. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, uh, if you want to know more about that, feel free to hit Dave up, Green25Marcus. You know, he's struggling. He would like to have more wrestling Twitter you know, people, so give him a follow. So that's how I got into it. What has wrestling meant to your life? Like, how has it helped you? Well, I... it was one of those things where uh, I believe SmackDown. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was was it Thursday or Friday at the time back in the in our high school days? Was it? What, it was Friday night SmackDown. Friday night then. Okay, so you know every at the time that was my that was my big focus was WWE. I'll, I'll, I'll say that it was that was my uh, that was what I wanted to watch every every Monday and Friday. And that was before I expanded my horizons, of course. And, you know, it was that thing where every Monday night, every Friday night, you you could go home and forget the bullcrap of, of the day because high school was never great to either one of us. And it was that escape from, okay, you know, let's let's forget all that for two hours, three hours, and you know, get engaged in these awesome storylines from these guys who can, you know, if they were in our situation, would just kick everybody's ass. And, you know, for me, it was because in my freshman year of high school, that was when I actually came out and I'm bisexual for those of which everybody doesn't know because nobody knows anything about the shapes. Well, now you do. So (laughs) what? What was that? Come on now. Nothing. Go ahead. And, you know, it, it was like that escape because all at once, of course, that got around school. It was, you know, it was public enemy number one at that point, especially in a town that includes now, as of 2019, 66 churches in it, I believe now. You know, that was obviously the public enemy number one kind of thing. So that was it was it was an escape from from that because you could just get it's like, all right, two hours, three hours of. All right, I'm, what's this storyline? I want to see, the, you know, my favorite wrestlers at the time and things. So it was definitely that that I guess I, I don't want to say therapy or in a way it was because it's like okay, I want to do this, and it, it's weird, you know, therapy, whatever, help, escape, whatever, however you want to word it. It was that to me in those days. Don't you so not to even like play on like I know you. Like myself, deal with you know depression. Yep, it's not okay for me to bring out anxiety, right. all that. Yeah, I still I, I do I still do now to this day. So yeah, does that does wrestling at all help you with any of that? Oh yeah, n- n- no question because it's it's one of those things that no matter you know no matter what you're feeling on on any on any given day, whether you know you're fighting a spell of that or not, um, and especially when you are. And when I am, especially, it's something you can go on. If there's nothing on that night, you know, there's there's thousands and thousands of videos on YouTube and various other places that you can that you can go and you can watch. You can go back and watch your favorite moments that made you, you know, you laugh, smile, things like that. That you know, kind of help turn your turn your mind around a little bit. Yeah. So, Mike shape you know wrestling has helped me through a lot and um so if you don't know i'm autistic and uh epileptic so i you know i have um i definitely have some health issues and it's not always the most fun for me to talk about because you know it does bring back and you know those being said you know 
my autism, I was bullied in high school for that. You know, I have a stutter, I have a speech impediment, you know, so sometimes if I have a hard time, you know, calculate my sentences, like I'm sure you guys have heard, you know, it's not because I'm unprepared or anything, you know, it's because I, sometimes my brain thinks faster than my mouth can calculate. Yeah. So, you know, wrestling helped me because, you know, you come home, you feel like crap because, you know, you're not accepted, you know, you have this thing. That you couldn't help. You were born this way. And these dudes think, you know, you're not superior to them. So they're pushing against lockers. They're slamming your locker almost dang near, taking your hand off. You know, they're spitting on your backpacks, throwing your backpacks in the trash. All because you sound different and you talk different and you sound stupid. Right. And, you know, wrestling helped me with that, you know. I think the word you were maybe looking for was... It takes you out of reality, right? That that's that's for a while, right? It, it helps you. It, it's your it's your temporary escape. I know a lot of people don't like John Cena, but you know you want to see the good guy John Cena overcome you know hustle, loyalty, respect, because that's what you want to do against your bullies. You right. want to rise above hate. You know, never give up. You know, I suffer like shapes with severe depression and um, anxiety. You know. Because of my health issues, you know, I have brain damage. Because if <laughs> I actually have a hole in my brain, not even looking for sympathy, I'm just making a point. So, you know, wrestling gives you that. You know, you get to tune out for a couple hours, put yourself in the spot of, you know, the baby faces against the heels. You know, I actually found myself liking a lot of heels too. But, um, so it's done a lot for me. You know. That's also kind of why I started this podcast as well. I forgot to mention because it also not only do I get to talk wrestling, you know, it get, you know, since I'm autistic, it's hard for me to meet friends, so I get to communicate with people without feeling being judged because you know you're on the internet, right? And some things, you know, you and I by wrestling, we're all connected. You know, you guys probably think you know because he mentioned high school. I want to clarify: we cannot go to high school together because we live halfway across the country from each other. Well, we actually live on complete opposite sides of the country. So I'm Oregon, he's North Carolina, and, you know, wrestling united us to be, you know, bros, you know, we consider each other, you know, brothers at this point. Oh, yeah, so, we're, yeah, we're, we're definitely family at this point, ain't no friends, all that, no, it's, a, it's definitely family at this point, and we, we literally became united by wrestling off of Twitter. So, we would like to have other people, because, you know, who knows what your guys' struggles are, you know, and maybe wrestling helped you with that, and we can all have a united connection from it. Or you're just a fan. That's okay, too. Right? It don't matter. So that's kind of a little bit about us. And um, I think, you know, like I said, we're going to this next week, we're going to have Fallon Original on. Dakota. Well, not the, Sorry, this Saturday, we're going to have Fallon Original Right. On. You know, congrats on Free Case Subs, by the way, on YouTube. Hey, Go get you. Yeah. I if I had it right from me, I'll plug his YouTube page. I'll let him do that on Saturday. And you know, Kuda from Terminal Topics will be on this following Friday. Not right. not not this Friday, but the next week after. And you know, we're gonna start students have new series, so it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a roll. It's gonna be a ride, and we look forward to hopefully. And here's another here's to another fifty, and we're hoping for our one year anniversary. In January to have hopefully have a wrestler on there. That's oh, the yeah. plan. Yeah, that's definitely the definitely the target that we're shooting for. 
have you guys on to get some practice. And once we have a couple of you guys on field practice enough, we're going to have hopefully some wrestlers on. So there's big plans and board for us. So we just want to thank you all for your support for the first 50 episodes. And, well, we look forward to doing a whole bunch more for you. And, you know, make sure to tell your friends, your wife, your kid, no matter what you have, to check in the United by Wrestling. I'm your host, Dustin Instruction. And I'm the out. Shapes, the baby. Deuces.